But hey, welcome back to the Great Date Guy podcast. With me, I have my friend Vincent Doe. Um, Vincent is currently a very, very highly sought after personal trainer. He helps people with their physical rehabilitation. And from what I'm hearing, I don't know the full story here, uh, he's undergone one of the most intense and I think like powerful transformations that I that I've that I've heard about, and I want to dig a little bit more into that background. Um, so yeah, Vincent, could you could you say a little bit more about who you were and how that transformation happened? Mm, well, my my friend Darius always described me as an Ethiopian kid when I was. <laughs> high school <laughs> yeah like literally i was this height like around like five 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 six but weighing around 100 pounds and yeah i i have i have a photo and i remember my 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 arm back then it was literally the size of my uh my wrist right now hmm. and, <laughs> gotcha. yeah, and at some point i was like you know um i should probably be a little more robust looking so that's uh, that's what got me here. I, I skipped a lot, but that's what got me here. Got you. So like, so what I'm getting is that it it was like a physical transformation from being like a very skinny guy to like now you have something closer to the build that is more ideal for you. Yeah, yeah, and and, and definitely at at some point during the journey, I I just stopped caring about what I looked like. I, I realized like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in this range right now where I'm, I'll be totally okay um, with my appearance regardless. And, and I say this because at, at, at some point in my journey, I got to this point where, where I, I, like, I, never, I don't look, I still don't look good enough, you know, like, oh, I got to be even more shattered and whatnot. Um, I, I, think, I think this is actually a phenomenon in the fitness world that I've, I've seen someone describe it as like, the worst part of getting shredded is you're never shredded enough. <laughs> yeah that that makes sense i think there's like there's something to that um and, and within psychology i think you you probably already heard about this but for people listening there's this idea of body dysmorphia and men and women both get this and it's the concept that like hey it doesn't matter what you actually look your brain is capable of distorting reality so that what you see is never something that you like and in really like on the extreme end of that, we see people who are like getting plastic surgery like 10, 15 times in a row on their nose. Cause like no matter what, they, their concept is they don't look good enough. So they have to go back and fix it and fix it. And I think it's really important that you're bringing this up because I think a lot of people come into the dating scene with that mentality. So I, I guess I'm really interested in hearing like, how did, how did you get there? Like, how did you make that switch happen? From, from, from what to what? From, from feeling like, hey, like I'm not, I'm not shredded enough. I'm not big enough. I don't like my body in the way that it looks to like, hey, like I, I don't actually care what other people think. Mm. It, it was, uh, at some point I, I switched from, I switched my focus and training from, from prioritizing what I looked like to prioritizing um, what I could do feet-wise with with my body, like, uh, it's like, can, can I do a handstand, or, or, you know, can I 
uh, like squat really deeply with with proper form things like that and at some point I just took okay well I think I'm gonna need to eat more food right now to to have the energy to do all these things that I want to do uh, and as that became the priority like like athleticism as athleticism became a priority um, what I looked like just got pushed lower and lower down the list until so I'm like no I actually don't care hmm. That's an awesome breakdown. Uh, and I'm curious, what, what is it that you get out of athleticism? Like, how do you feel? Like, what does it allow you to do? It's, it's like, um, it's, it's like, it's like experiencing the world in a new vessel because you, you have your five senses and that's, you know, like the whole brain in, in, in a, in a vat uh, philosophy idea. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's like now you, you've hooked up that brain to, to, to more uh, sensory things and and that's yeah that's that, that's what it does for me like like before I used to be really stiff uh, yeah just just crazy stiff like like someone asked me to do the the side splits could barely get my legs uh, open and yeah <laughs> I mean I, I'm not I'm not all I'm not all the way down there yet I don't have a full sweater but I'm way better than I used to be. I can say that about like every other major joint in my body, and uh, it, it's it's kind of counterintuitive because because the, I've heard the argument is well well you're never going to use those extreme ranges in everyday life or you're rarely going to, um, and and that's that's true, but there's something about having that that capacity to let's say like oh I can raise my arm this high as opposed to this high that it it changes the way that. I, I feel I'm able to perceive the world, interact mm. with the world. And, and so it's, it, it's a trip that, I'm sorry, short. It's, yeah, it's just a trip. It's a cooler trip. I, I really like that approach and that concept. And, and what, I, what I think I'm getting is that like, you went from focusing on appearance to like functionality, athleticism, and within that athleticism, there's also the possibility of redefining how you experience reality because your brain is like sitting in this vessel, but if you optimize and change the vessel, then your reality changes too. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you basically said what I took like five minutes to say and put it on like a good 20. Like that's what I meant to say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I have I have the advantage because I get all the pieces and I get to put them together. But no, that's that's amazing. And and I think the thing that I bump into when I'm training guys on dating is a lot of times there's this like push to be like, I need to be bigger, like I need to be like more cut. And and I've always told guys that that doesn't matter. But if I had if I had more students coming at it from that point of view of like, hey. Like I want to retail it the way that I get to experience life because like I'm excited about what I could do. I think that would be a game changer. And I've never actually had that thought before. I've never considered that. Mm. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Hmm. What do you think was the most instrumental in helping you make that shift? Like, was it a habitual thing? Was it a diet thing? Was it a mindset thing? Like, how did you get there? I, I think it might have been a maturity thing because because like 
like to, to, I feel like if I were to go back in time and tell my, uh, my 25 year old self or 22 year old self, like, Hey, this is where you're going to end up at. You're going to end up at this place where you're just learning to do cool shit with your body and you're going to let your body's appearance be whatever it'll be. So you should just do that now. If I, I feel like if I had told my younger self that, younger self been like, hey, and then just still kept doing his thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. There's like a lot that I would want to tell the younger me. And at the same time, I know that I would have rejected all of that because it would have been advice. And I just kind of needed to suffer through all the breakdowns and the pain of like, feeling not wanted, feeling like I couldn't connect with people, feeling like I definitely wasn't attractive enough and I had to fix myself. All of that needed to happen for me to understand what it took to, to be able to form connection with people. I guess I'm also curious to hear about if, if your journey was similar, if it looked completely different, like how did that break down for you? My, my journey with, with, with like my, um, my self-perception. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd say not, like at this, at this point at 30 years old, I feel more okay with that than ever, but I, I can still super relate to, to anyone who was like my younger self, who was, I just had no idea what to do with women. Like, like how do I, number one, how do I even get on a date? How do I even ask them out without uh, feeling like like I'm doing something wrong? Um, hmm. Yeah. And yeah, they're, they're, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's just so much, so many, oh man. Yeah, they're, I'm not making much sense right now. It's all, it's all just feelings right now. <laughs> I can get that though. I, I feel like I asked a very confusing question also, so that's not helping. I had meant to follow up on like your journey of self-acceptance for like how you physically appear. And but what I'm hearing is that like in the process of dating, there is also this thing of like, I feel guilty for talking to women. And I, I relate to that. Like I was always on my guard for like appearing. I just didn't want to be creepy. Like I didn't want to be weird. I didn't want to be an inconvenience. And in that really seeped into the vibe that I was putting out there. And, and, and I guess like the parallel there is that like, it's still like a self-acceptance thing, like whether it's for my physical form or, or for like who I am as a person, there's always a level of self-acceptance. And that I think from what I'm hearing has made a really big difference for you, just being able to get to that space. Yeah. I, I, when you said parallel, I was like, okay. I, I, th I think the parallel for me is, um, it comes down to identity. So, um, like, like my fear of, of being creepy. Uh, one, one thing I learned about that, it's like, at some point, someone's going to find you creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just an end. Yeah. Like at some point, if someone's going to, at some point in your internet fame journey, someone's there's, there's going to be a hater for reasons that you just cannot defuse. And when that point comes, you just got to hold your ground. 
be solid in your your sense of identity and, and not uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you're just like dropping you're just like casually dropping bombs. Like these are all like huge core concepts that sometimes I can't even articulate. And I think particularly the bit about like at some point you are gonna creep someone out was something I really didn't understand early on. Like I would have conversations with people, it'd be awkward and be like, oh shit, I really fucked that up. And what I didn't get back then was I actually had like decent conversation skills and that person had some, some background, something that happened to them in the past. Maybe they got approached by another Asian guy, didn't go well, or he got like real pushy or something. And they're reacting to that and not necessarily to me. Like, it also reminds me of like when I was tripping acid with a friend of mine and it was like, are you sure we should be out in public doing this? And he's like, yeah, it's just like, it's only abnormal if you let it be. And I think that's pretty much in, or from what I'm getting, it's in line with what you were saying. If I just hold my ground and I can be, I can be rooted in the idea that like, Hey, this is normal. What's happening is normal. Then the other person get the, they get that sense too. And then all of a sudden this doesn't have to be a weird thing can be completely natural even if it is a little awkward at first and it's just how am i holding my identity well how am i thinking about myself in this moment yeah 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 it's like this is my identity and oh, oh here's this awkward thing but you know it's, it's all right it's this, it's this awkward thing it's gonna be there till it's not there and <laughs> as opposed to everything else hmm. Man, I wish <laughs> I wish I'd set aside more time for this. This has been phenomenal, and I think this is going to be like really great for people who are listening. Uh, and I also wanted to offer up an opportunity for people to get in touch with you. I, I I feel I should have done this in the beginning, but Vincent actually helps people work through like chronic pain. Um, he helps people do what is normally like pretty impossible for other trainers to do. Highly unique skill set. Uh, people come to him with injuries that haven't healed for years and years and years, back pain that hasn't healed for decades, and he helps them work through that. And as, as mindful as a way as, as you've heard, on when, at, the way that he speaks is the way that he approaches his practice. So if people wanted to get in contact with you, if they wanted to chat or like schedule a session with you, uh, how would they do that? Well, well for... Uh if they just want to straight up book a session or or rather check out what uh my my company i i'm, I'm i don't own anything that's the company i work for uh they can go to uprighthealth.com it's all in there and if you want to just get in touch with me just, just have a conversation shoot the shit uh just add me on facebook perfect okay so uprighthealth.com or have a conversation with vincent doe on facebook um, I should also probably, is, is this your domain too? Just like having people get to a point where they can experience their bodies in a new way, where they can begin to accept their physical form for what it is and rather than what it should be. Oh man. Yeah. yeah that's why I've never framed it like that, but, but that's, that's pretty accurate. That, that yeah, part, part of my process with people is helping them like, Hey, this is where you are right now. See, see if you can feel this thing in your body when you, you know, like when you move your arm like this, like what, 
what muscle do you feel doing that? Um, where is it in space right now? Like, they could, if I ask you, hey, can you lift your arm out to make uh, a 90 degree angle? Like, can you do that without looking? Think things like that. Hmm. And, and awesome. so yeah, it very much is like, hey, let's get in tune with the present right now. Let's build that mindfulness and, uh, and let, that, let that be the base of skill acquisition. Hmm. That's killer. I, I never thought of that as a means to approaching confidence and attraction. And I can see how that would be really effective for certain people. So yeah, thank you for being on uh, with me today and being willing to share a little bit about your transformation and what you went through to become who you are. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you too, man. All right. Uh, that's all the time that we have for today. We'll catch you in the next episode of the Great Date Guy podcast next Thursday at 8 a.m. Thanks so much for listening. Love you guys, and we'll catch you around.